This is Crowdfunding Uncut, the place where creators and entrepreneurs come to learn how to launch a successful crowdfunding campaign. Here's your host, Kirsten Ross. I want to take a second to thank Gadgetflow for sponsoring this episode. Guys, if you are looking for an awesome platform to get your crowdfunding project in front of over 25 million people per month, you should absolutely check them out. They are the third largest Indiegogo partner and listed on Kickstarter as experts. And not to mention, they've worked with over 4,000 crowdfunding projects since 2012. Their platform also now supports AR and VR, which I thought was a really cool add-on. To find out more, you should definitely head over to thegadgetflow.com slash submit to list your crowdfunding project today, but be sure to use coupon code UNCUT10 to get 10% off your services with them. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Crowdfunding Uncut. Um, as you know, we took a break from the podcast for about three months, which is cool because I wanted an opportunity to step back and really take a look at what direction Crowdfunding Uncut is going. And I'm really stoked to say that we are focusing on a more holistic view of product launches. Uh, yes, with Kickstarter being in the conversation, but more an opportunity to take your physical product and turn it into a brand. And this is our second episode back. Um, we are switching things up. I'm I believe this is the first time or one of the first few times that we have actually brought on a founder that is pre-launch. And so Jocelyn uh, Shade is the founder of madnessplanner.com, which is a uh, quarterly journal for creatives. And I'll let her go into the, the spiel because she does a much better job of it than I am. But she is one of our 360 members, which is an exclusive community of business owners that are launching physical products online using Kickstarter. And it's an elite community that gives you not only access to the information you need to give you the right guidance, but also access to guidance and support to make sure that you go and give your brand the momentum it needs online. So um, today where I found it super relevant to bring Jocelyn on is uh, we've been working together for a couple months now and she on her last phone call was just telling me about some of the things that she's done with the Madness Planner pre-launch and I was like that's really interesting. She's had some great success with giveaway contests great success with getting influencers to already talk about her product. This is even before a Kickstarter launch. And not to mention, she's actually launched her planner um, in the way that I think a lot of physical products need to be launched. She's done the slow burn approach where she has, um, she ordered about a hundred planners a version 1.0 and she sold them to get real customer feedback and she's going to Kickstarter for version 2.0. So after she's had an opportunity to get real customer testimonials, um, field tested her planner, she's able to come back and really focus on creating a strong, beautiful planner. Um, and I find that a lot of creators tend to rush into the Kickstarter journey a little too early. And ultimately, if you want to create a good uh, foundation for a product brand, you need to focus on having a great product. And she has done that. So I just wanted to bring her on to get into the mind of what she's doing, because I think it's really um, when you're so early stage and you maybe have a few units designed or not, uh, you may not know where to start with your audience building efforts. And she's been doing a great job so far. So Jocelyn, I'm going to shut up and just uh, <laughs> welcome. Welcome to uh, Crowdfunding Uncut. Hello. <laughs> no. So um, I do think it's important to, to give some context uh, behind your story because you are about 12 months into this journey now. So 
how did you start? Like, how did you come up with the idea for Madness Planner? Why e-commerce? Like, just tell us a bit about yourself. So basically the idea came slowly. Like it wasn't something that I necessarily set out to do to create a planner. It was um, kind of a result of a lot of ideas, a lot of frustrations, like a lot of seeking for things. Um, I'm somebody that I never considered to be a good planner. I kind of saw myself as more like creative and like kind of um, more spontaneous because I kind of thought that um, being creative and having structure was like the death of each other. And so I never really planned. I did forget things a lot, but nothing terrible ever happened until I started my first like big girl job. And it was as a director of a nonprofit and there's a million things to do. And I never like scheduled anything unless it was a meeting with somebody else. And so I would literally wait till like the end of the day to like start working on stuff. But I never like felt like I ever finished anything. And so that was stressful in and of itself. But then I also started to realize that like, I wasn't really doing what I wanted to be doing. I wasn't getting closer to anything I wanted to do because I was just sitting and waiting around for whatever it was to come to me instead of making decisions. So that's when I started trying to actually figure out what I wanted to do and taking action instead of waiting. And so I bought like a bunch of planners and I listened to a bunch of webinars and all these things talked for like a million hours with a bunch of different people. And then Uh, One morning, I just kind of got up and started making a planner for myself. And then that was about like two years ago that I just started making it for myself. And then I was like, wait, maybe I can actually like print this. And like, maybe that would be an interesting thing to see how that goes. And so, yeah, I uh, took me a long time to figure out the projection aspect of it. But then at the beginning of the years when I, when I actually had planners. Yeah. And the way I describe it, I don't know if this is right or not, but I did order one because I, I wanted to support you and I love the look of it. Madnessplanner.com, like it's a very minimalistic approach to a planner, but I, I consider it like the unplanner almost where I, planners are look to me like one of the hottest things that most popular things that get kickstarted and everyone has their structure and their format and their system that's worked for them. And I find that people really try to get you to conform to their system in a planner that, so you end up spending like $50 on something, not knowing if their system will work for you or not. And the way your planner works, it like does the opposite of that, where you seem to be able to create your own system. It like, so it's literally a creative, like a planner for creatives. So that's what I like about it is it's um, allows you the opportunity to create the um, the system and like the create your own adventure style. Yeah. And that's kind of like one of the take on the words, like method to the madness. It's creating your own method to what that is, because the thing that I found with planners, like why I didn't like them, um, and kind of rebelled against them was because I didn't feel like myself using them. Like I felt like it was a very, and everyone has their own style and things like that. There's like a planner for everyone. And I, just would never actually go longer than like a week or two in it because it just didn't feel like me. It didn't feel like it was actually um, focused around what was important to me. So it was something that was not easy to keep in my life. And so when I was creating something, I really wanted it to be open enough that people could like ascribe their own meaning to like some of the symbols and prompts that are in there, um, use it how they want to, um, like I had people that literally use it in reverse order. Like they do it at the end of the day, instead of like planning for the day, they go back and they write in everything that they did or people that use it like in really interesting ways. And so I tried really, um, intentionally to make things minimal and open so people could use it however they wanted to. 
And then um, there's also some prompts and things in there that um, you do at the beginning of the planner that allows allows you to really put in what's important to you and what this means to you so that when it comes up throughout the planner, um, you've given your own meaning to it. Like the death game, which I won't spoil it, but it's as cool (laughs) as it sounds in it. So um, with usually with physical products, like because, and I think my opinion here is, or what I've seen is bias because uh, I have people come to me that are at prototype stage and they just want to go straight to Kickstarter to launch version 1.0 and they haven't even worked out the kinks of this product. I'm wondering why you decided to go the route of, or even if Kickstarter was a thing you thought of prior to ordering your first hundred for a beta launch, like why did you go that direction as opposed to straight to Kickstarter with this? So Kickstarter was something that I considered because obviously I didn't have a huge budget and I don't have like any, um, you know, like real like investors and that kind of stuff. Um, and so it was something I thought of, but I really wanted to see if it worked and see, since I'd never printed anything before, I'd never made a product before I could see it in my head, but I didn't know if that would actually translate into real life. And so I, before I put a lot of, I guess, like emphasis on like a big launch, whether or not I did Kickstarter or something else or paid for advertising, I really wanted people to use it and see if they actually liked it and then also get feedback because I mean, this process was a really long process for me, like making it, it was like two years. And so, and I, course overthought many many things and changed my mind because the projection took so long that there's things I wanted to change by the time I got it and so I just really wanted to like get real life experience with it before you know I made a big like hullabaloo about it and then found out there's something you know wrong with it or something I didn't like yep that makes makes so much sense and um now that you it's funny because about three weeks ago you were messaging me like uh I'm stressed because I've we've surveyed all of the previous customers and we yeah. now have feedback and things we want to implement for version 2.0 because you're you it's like you need to submit a new draft prior to to everything um can you walk me through how you because you seem to know your customers really well you seem to know how they've used the planner can you talk me through how you've actually gone through discovering that process Yeah. And so actually I bought more than a hundred planners because for my minimum order, I had to get like 500. And so I have more customers than just that luckily. So what I, I had things in mind that I wanted to change or when I was using it and things and things I thought of after. And then, yeah, of course, at the last minute, I'm like, I, I had gotten some feedback from people just like unsolicited or like I asked them just like privately, like if they like messaged me and, or I asked like people that I know used it and liked it and kind of what they thought. And so at the last minute, which was really bad for my timeline, but I decided I'm going to do like an actual like feedback thing. And so what I did is I took all the customers that I had and like people that I had sent it to that I knew were using it. And I put together just like an easy survey, um, kind of the specific things that I was thinking about, but I couldn't decide on. And then also um, leaving it open-ended for like, if there's a way that they were using it. And I kind of asked them like how they used it or what they wish was different and things that they didn't use um, to see if I could find anything that was the same. And that's also how I found out how a lot of people were using it in like really interesting ways. Yeah. And in hindsight, are you glad you ask for feedback the way you did? I am because one, um, it did because there was a couple of things I wasn't for sure. Like 
if I should change because their, you know, production is kind of scary. And so if you change something, at least I know like this came out right. Um, and so if I change something, it might not. Um, but like to see that a lot of people were thinking the same thing that I was thinking um, was really helpful for me. And then also it actually, um, most of the feedback, like obviously I didn't get any like terrible mean feedback back, um, luckily, but um, I think that it actually made me feel more confident in what I was doing because of the positive feedback and that people, because when I put this out there, I didn't have a previous following. I didn't talk that much about it. Like I hadn't really used like Instagram for anything, but like private, like personal use. Like, so I didn't know people really get what I was trying to do. And it just kind of like confirmed that people were getting, and they were saying the things that I wanted in hopes that they would feel about it and say about it like to me. And so it was really, I guess it helped a lot. Like validating. Yeah. Validating and like, you know, confirming like that what I was on the right path. But um, yeah, I just also think that it was really good because there were a couple of things I wasn't for sure about. And it just made me like realize, you know what, now's the best time to do it. I better do it now before the Kickstarter, I guess I just have to push things back a little bit. Yeah, because with every launch, you need to be open to things being pushed because that's life uh, in business, unfortunately. But um, it's all for good things in the grand scheme. And I'm starting to ramble. So um, <laughs> the cool thing about 1.0 and then waiting uh, to do Kickstarter for 2.0 is you. Um, there's two kind of founders, I find, with Kickstarter. People that are already selling something online or the people that are starting from nothing. Um, you had the advantage of selling something online because you, if you wanted to get rid of the 500 planners, you had to get traffic, you'd had to get sales and you had to push it. Whereas someone starting from zero, um, even if they don't have something to sell right away, they still have to build an email list. Right. So either way, you're both at this, like you both have a decision to make in the very beginning. Like how can you get people to your site? And uh, so I want to take a few minutes to talk about how you've actually been getting people to your site, how you've been getting people to buy 1.0, because that um, what you've been doing through giveaways and through influencer marketing is exactly what people need to be doing to build their email list. So um, what was, I guess, outside of your network when you first launched 1.0, like what, what did you try to get traffic, to get new people to buy your product? Okay. So going into pretty much everything I've done with this planner, I had no idea what I was doing when I started. (laughs) And so I kind of, I mean, I kind of looked at what other people were doing and what I liked that other people were doing. So I didn't want to do anything like slimy. I didn't, I don't know uh, internet marketing that well. I don't have any like previous experience. And so a lot of it was really just based on trying things and reaching out to people that I think seemed cool. So what I did before I opened up the store in May of this year, um, I did sell some at like a local like establishment um, just to see like how that went. And um, so I just did like a small amount there. And so that was kind of like before I put it on just to see like, you know, while I was getting like the website ready. And then what I did was I kind of focused on local people. So and really the priority was just finding someone that like I thought was like a really cool person and like had the right vibe for the planner that represented it, like not necessarily like the number of followers they had or anything like that. And so I started an Instagram account and then I just reached out to people that were like pretty local to me. And I said like, Hey, I'm looking for like, um, 
a couple of like women that like kind of fit like the vibe of this planner. And I think that you're really cool. And would you be interested in trying it? And if you like it, like you could share about it. I didn't really put like a lot of um, like constraints or anything like on it or like a lot of guidelines is mostly just like sending some out. So I did. And like what I found was that people, and I feel like this is always true, like just from back when I was in nonprofits too, that like people are usually willing to help or like even like excited to help if you offer them the opportunity and so I just told them that like, I didn't know how to get the word out and that I wanted to share some about it and that my planner was going to be launching in like a month and like people were really supportive and a lot of them did share it. And then uh, what, uh, what I did before, since I didn't really have like a following on Instagram, I only had like a couple hundred, like by that point, just like a couple weeks before I was launching that I did some giveaways with those people. And um, just like the kind of basic thing of like, oh, like both of our, you know, pictures and like follow us and that kind of stuff and share with someone. And so I found that that was actually really successful because one, no one had bought my planner before. So there was no, um, you know, consensus from other people saying that it was a good buy (laughs) or something that they should do. And so like, and I was prepared to like give some away so they could have the opportunity to try it. And, um, yeah, so I think that then those people, a lot of people that won the giveaways really liked it. And so then they shared it. And so it just kind of like started a chain like reaction with that kind of stuff. So that's what I did. I didn't really do any advertisement or anything because I didn't really know how to. (laughs) And um, so it was basically all based off of like word of mouth. Um, Yeah. When you chose uh, someone who fit the description of your customer um, or like just women that drive with you, did you um, look for follower count with it? Like, did you look for people with influence locally or was it just... It was a mixture because really what I wanted to do, because I believe that everybody can be an influencer, like even just with like one other person, like, you know, customers, obviously, if they really like your product or they like something about about like you, then like they'll share that. Um, And so it really was the most important thing to me that these people like seemed like people that would actually like the planner, like people that I could see using it and people that I thought were cool or doing something like cool and had the same, I use the word cool a lot, but basically to me, it's like somebody that I would want to be friends with in real life (laughs) and um, that we're doing something interesting and seems like good people. And so for me, when I envisioned the person that would use this planner and like the whole mad one thing is somebody who's like, uh, I see it's kind of based off of that poem as well, like the mad ones poem. Um, But somebody that just has like, you know, a zest for life, like wanting to do something like big like you know have big dreams like they're creative and maybe a little rebellious and they're like you know genuine and you know all that kind of stuff and so um I kind of looked at women there's already women I was following because I thought that they were doing really cool things and so they really all had a different number of like followers and some of them were a bit more um like they had done it for other products before um but yeah, mostly, I mean, I had people from like, they had like 150 followers to like, at that time, like, like 15,000 followers. And um, yeah, but I feel like that's also why I went really well, because the people I picked were people that like, I picked because I wanted like their honest opinion, and were a good fit for it. So like, their followers then thought the same, thought the same about thing about them. them. And so if they said something about like my product, then they're like, oh, well, she thinks it's you know, cool. She must mean it. And like, oh, that I feel like we're similar. So like, maybe I'd be interested in that too. So yeah, it was based way more on like personality and like who they were than like numbers. I love that. And, um, with the giveaways, can you walk me through what a giveaway looks like? So you, (laughs) 
Yeah, just the mechanics of it. Like, do they post on their account, say, do these, and then you can qualify to win? Yeah, um, so everyone was a little bit different, but um, basically they decided if they wanted to take a photo of it, which is cool because then you also have a photo too. Um, and I, that's another thing that I found too, that people um, love, like when I look back at like the photos that I post, if I do like repost from other people, people really like that, seeing how people use it in their real life. So it's really cool and they can take a picture of it. Um, or I gave them like a picture of like mine that they could use. And um, it, like the simple way that I did it most of the time was that I sent it to them and then they either had their own photo or my photo. And then they posted that they were doing a giveaway and that to like follow our accounts and then tag like a friend. And I gave away two is what I did. So like I, one person would win and then so they would tag their friends and then they could pick the friend that they gave it to. And then I would, and then I would send them both planners. So they had like a planning buddy or something. <laughs> yeah. So, accountability. Uh, yeah. 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 And then what I did is that I would post like, especially if it was like one of their photos too, I'd be like, this is on their desk today. Or like, this is like, and they're doing a giveaway, like, you know, follow here. This is, you know, how the giveaway will like be open for three days. And then like, I'll contact you. And like, we did like the whole random like selector thing. Um, and then everyone had like a little bit of different things. Like they'd be like, and post like your favorite, like emoji or like post like your like goal for this year or post like, I recently did one that was really cool and it was totally the other person's idea, but she had like a couple of uh, women business owners and she had it where like you actually nominate your friend to win something and say why you nominated your friend. And that was really cool because um, people were like saying really cool things about their friend. Like I'm nominating this person because they're always there for me and like supporting me and that kind of stuff. And then that person would win. And so, yeah, there's a lot of different ways you can do it, but that's basically how I've done it is really simple. Like, like, and follow and tag a friend. (laughs) Yeah. And, um, for the giveaway, what do you think is the, like the benefit, not the benefit, I mean, social proof and it gets awareness out, but have you noticed an increase in email subscribers or increase in followers? Like, yes. So really, what has it given you? So I definitely uh, gave me more followers and it really kind of, and it's also interesting to see too, like, like how, how many, cause usually there's a big dip after like people do giveaways, which is another reason why it's important um, to find somebody that, whose audience would actually like, like what you're doing, because I've actually not really experienced a lot of dip. Like uh, when I say dip, like a lot of people, you know, follow you so that they can win something when they find out they don't win, they unfollow you like a little bit of that happens, but like mostly like it's, you know, just like allowed me to meet new people and have new followers. So that has been really helpful, but I do notice that, yeah, it's translated into like, sometimes somebody will like post something and like within 10 minutes, I'll get a couple like sales and people messaging me be like, Oh, I saw this. So I had to get it. It was on like my friend's Instagram. And so like, it does translate into sales. It does translate into followers. It does translate into email subscribers. And so I've experienced all of that, but um, it's also just really cool because then what I've experienced. And again, I think it's just like by the people that like I've picked and they've been really awesome to work with that um, you kind of also, I don't know if, they would consider me their friend, I guess. I shouldn't say that, but (laughs) it becomes somebody else that like, you know, and then like they're supportive of you and you're supportive of them. So it just kind of like just grows your network too of Mm -hmm. people that like, you know, and so I feel like a lot of good things can come from it. Yeah. And not to mention, um, this could be seen as building a relationship with key influencers. Like if one giveaway of some influencer goes really well, there could be ample opportunity to work together in the future. Like 
you yeah, don't like know where people, this can go. Exactly. Like, it's just one of those things that I know a lot of people, and I consider myself like a shy person too. And so it's not always easy for me. Like, you'll notice, like I'm in no pictures, basically like on my Instagram. Yes. I really need to get better at that. <laughs> but like, um, when, like what I would say is like, just reach out to somebody, like tell them, be honest, like, you know, with, what you're thinking, like why you wanted to work with them and like have good intentions. Most of the time, the people are going to be really, really nice about it and even be like, you know, excited to like work with you. And so, yeah, exactly. Like it could lead into like, I mean, actual like friendships and like people that like, you know, who knows what will happen. But I mean, there's some people that, you know, I've met and like, I've actually talked to like almost like on a daily basis now and, you know, like plan to like meet in real life and that kind of stuff. And so like, I feel like there's, you know, benefits like all across the board, like personally and professionally. I I so agree. Um, So giveaways can be seen as a form of influencer marketing because you are reaching out to Instagrammers and bloggers. You could do it with YouTubers. Like there's, it's not channel specific. Um, But have you uh, tried any other ways of influencer marketing, like to reach out to someone to do a guest blog post or to be interviewed or different things? I'm curious about that. Okay. So not really. I just just started starting doing that and that wasn't something I like intentionally did, but I should do more of. Um, but I did have a couple of people that reached out to me, um, because they have a blog or something that, uh, a vlog or whatever that they do that kind of covers the topic and they wanted to try it. And so a couple, I have there, none of them are posted yet. I don't think, cause it's been so recent, but a couple of people, um, I did kind of do like a little interview type of thing or answer some of their questions. Um, and then they're going to like post the review of it. And so that's something I think that, I should do more of, um, because when I look to buy things online, I always like read people's reviews and that kind of stuff. And I just go into like the black hole of Google and (laughs) read and read and read like people's reviews. And so I haven't done much of that, but my intention for like the Kickstarter, um, that I'm going to have this fall, like I'm really going to try and do more of that, especially with like the newer version that I'm in the process of making right now. Like I'd really like to have like a thorough review, Mm -hmm. Uh, that. So I think that that's a really good thing, but I haven't done that much of it yet. It's like unboxing in the hardware space, but for yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah. Like I have like really like uh, smaller versions of that. Like people will put it on their stories and like, they'll put on like, Oh, look at this, look at this, look at this and go through it and be like, Oh, I like this. And then, or they'll share how they're using it. And so, um, but yeah, like it hasn't been as formal as like, you know, like a blog post, like, mm-hmm. you know, pros and cons type of thing. So (laughs) yeah, not yet, but no, I love that because all these things that what you're focused on is social proof, getting testimonials, getting people to use it, um, which is really important. Um, have you seen anything else that you've tried work well? So things that you're like, yeah, I really, I'm starting to see some success with this channel and I'm going to start doing more of it. Yeah. So I pretty much only have used Instagram just because one, I like Instagram and I wanted to have one thing to focus on because there's, you know, a limitless number of things that you could and should be doing all the time. But, um, I have noticed, well, one thing (laughs) unfortunate for me is (laughs) I noticed that if I do put myself out there, if I do put myself on stories, if I do take pictures, people are usually like really responsive. And I heard that from a lot of people that have done that where that they start putting themselves on there, like, you know, people, because then they know who you are. And so it's just one of those things that I have to get over 
and do more yeah, of. But we're working yeah. on that. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, it's just not something that comes naturally. I mean, I don't have a lot of practice, but um, I've really just noticed like the benefit of working with people like kind of like influencers or people, other people like on Instagram or other things that they're doing. And I have noticed, like, especially if it's like the person like really likes it or is like, you know, just like the perfect person to use the planner that I'm like the madness planner mm-hmm. that I will get other people coming to me, especially one that I recently did. Um, and she like had a really, really awesome audience and like, she did like a really great job and it was really, it just went just went really well. And then I had like a flood of people asking me like, Oh my God, my favorite blogger just like, you know, bought your planner. And like, I really could like, I would love to like do a giveaway with you or like share about it and that kind of stuff. And so like, it was even, yeah, like a little overwhelming at the time. And so I still have to sort through some of those, but yeah, so I feel like all of that's worked really well. And it's just like taking, like, it's so easy to like, like I said, all the things that you could and should be doing and to like get overwhelmed, which I, you know, obviously do. And so what I do when it happens, is just like, I'm going to focus on quality over like quantity and just like, I'm just going to pick this many people and like, I'm going to pick them because of this. I'm going to actually like talk to them and like, you know, you know, build like yeah. a connection with them and like actually do something that um, might take a little bit more time but like in the end, I think will be better because it's like a richer connection. And so that's for the Kickstarter. What I'm doing is instead of just like sending it out to like a bunch of people and like, <laughs> like mass amounts and that kind of stuff, just trying to get numbers. Like, and that was overwhelming anyway, that I just pick like a certain number of people that I'm going to like approach and what I want to do with them and make it more like, um, since mine, especially is for people that are creative and, um, they usually like make something or they like, you know, illustrate or paint or like something like that, like work with people that I admire and follow that do these like really awesome things and kind of let them have the opportunity to um, share in their own way by like creating something. And so like, that's something that will take more time and like, um, like more effort for like a few number of people. But I feel like in the end, it will be a lot cooler <laughs> and um, um, a lot, a lot yeah, more, interesting. more interesting and just like probably better, at least for what I'm trying to do too, because um, I'm aware that there's like a million planners out there and everyone has, you know, um, their favorite planner and like their own like things that they like and don't like and options. And so like, I really just want to focus on like finding the right people and like making something that they'll really love. Yeah. I think um, what you, I just recorded a video on this before we got on the call, like (laughs) what makes, um, seven figure brands versus your product a commodity. And it's the focus on the person you're serving. And ultimately, um, you know, you, your tribe has a name. It's the mad ones. You've (laughs) described who your tribe is and you use that to identify influencers that have that audience that identify with a certain feeling and what they want out of life. Your brand your product is going to be successful because of the message that you're conveying. And I think that is a something that so many beginner entrepreneurs don't get. They're so focused on making like product that they forget who they're serving because off the back of this, you can do so many other products that serve the mad ones, right? Yeah. It's not just a planner. That's yeah. That's like the gateway drug of your, like of your uh, tribe, but there's so much more you could do because you've identified the person that you're serving. Yeah. And I feel like that makes it, well, for me, 
I, when I was making this originally, like I made it for myself. And so it was like one of those things of like, cause there's, you know, when you really start getting to like, well, what would make this like, you know, more popular or like, oh, this might like, you know, throw some people off. And like, I fought those urges to like do those kinds of things. It's like, that's okay if it throws some people off because somebody might really love it. And that's also why I tested it kind of like quietly too, to be like, well, maybe everyone will be thrown off by it. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> but, everyone, maybe everyone will hate it or yeah, love maybe it. Everyone will hate it. And I had to keep in mind myself, like, they will be listening to your death threats because they don't like your plan or probably nobody. Well, maybe somebody. <laughs> I haven't had that happen yet. But um, yeah, so it's just something that like I. Like, tried to make it something that I would really like and then when I did the feedback from people and like talked to them and that kind of stuff and like what was so cool like I said earlier was that since I wasn't for sure if I was you know translating exactly what I wanted people to feel using this planner and what I wanted it to mean but it kind of happened naturally because I was trying to be intentional. I just didn't know if I was doing it well. And it has made everything like a very pleasant surprise and easier because people seem to understand it right away. And when I did the feedback, um, you know, like people had actually used it and people like, you know, understood what I meant. And so I could take like their feedback. I mean, I don't think I got any sort of feedback that at all made me think that the person didn't get it. Like it was something that like, oh, like, you know, this is really good feedback. This is something, this is exactly what I was trying to do. And it's because they um, connected with like the message and, you know, something within it. And so I think it was, yeah, it was definitely beneficial. Um, but like I said, I didn't know exactly what I was doing. I was just trying to <laughs> yeah. get out there and um, trying to be very intentional. But yeah, so I think people are really smart too. So they pick up on things and um and that's also like the benefit of working with other people when you don't necessarily have like your own, um, you know, following or you don't have like a track record of like what you stand for. So people don't really know who you are. But if you work with other people that do match what you're trying to do, then that also adds to it. So I think that was the other part, too, is that the cumulative effect of like these people that I worked with um, made it resonate and made it uh, more clear for people of what it was. Yeah. I love it. Um, my last question, is there anything that I should have asked you in this interview that I haven't? Um, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I think, I think you asked me everything. <laughs> Amazing. Um, well, where can people go to find out more information about the new planner coming out or, and what you're currently working on? Um, so right now the best place would probably be my Instagram account, which is just at madness planner. Um, and then that will have the link in the bio for the landing page I'm working on right now. I just have a temporary, temporary one up for people to sign up and then I'll, um, start actually, cause I haven't actually announced it yet <laughs> like to anyone <laughs> that I'm doing this Kickstarter, like, um, on my Instagram or anything. So that would be where I would go. And then, yeah, there'll be a landing page that will be updated as I, you know, actually get my new planners and can start adding all that good stuff. Yeah. Because ultimately you're just, you're trying to sell out of the last of the planners you have and then pivoting over. So, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I kind of just put like a time frame on it of, I would be open until, you know, this, oh, and that was another thing too. Yeah. That I did. Um, so I still had planners left and I set some aside that I wanted to like um, send to people um, as I'm like preparing for this Kickstarter. And so I did, um, I forgot to mention this, but I did kind of like a BOGO sale, but it was again, like one for you, one for a friend, like a gift that they could give to somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I just think that. No, though. I love that. <laughs> it's like, yeah. it's like this, if you're writing a book, 
um, and you're trying to get a review from someone or get some influencer to give you a shout out on their Instagram, you, um, I forget who took credit for this, but what he does is he sends two copies of the book because if the influencer reads it, he, and if he actually likes the book, he wants to keep it. But word of mouth marketing is if he enjoys it enough and has two copies, he's going to give it to a friend. Yeah. And so it's kind of like, it's something like they could keep it for themselves, obviously, but a lot of people did give it to a friend or they're like, oh, I'm going to get this like as a gift. And so that was kind of like how I started doing the, because I haven't focused that much on my email list, like I know you should, but um, really I've only done where I had like a link to sign up prior to the launch that like for like people when it was going to become available, just like kind of that information. And then I did do that where if you signed up, then you got one for free to give to somebody. And so that's kind of what I've done. And like, it was really helpful too. But the cool thing was, is that it was people that were already interested in it um, because Mm -hmm. they buying it and then a lot of people did give it to a friend or like I would get like uh pictures of like oh my friend got me this for like my birthday or they'd be like oh can you send this one to like my friend and like personalize it and so yeah, yeah. I think that it's just like something that um it's like yeah more people then get to use it and I kind of like when I, I have my own little like kind of guidelines for myself of like how to make decisions and one of them was you know if given the opportunity like be generous and so, and I don't need a hundred pointers. So <laughs> like in my basement, I, yeah, so it's just no, like, no. Yeah. <laughs> and so like, you know, I wanted people to use it. I wanted to like, I know, I know that, I, that I, I don't have like a, you know, big history, like online with other products and people using it. It's only been a couple of months. And so I'm willing to like, you know, give those away for people and hopefully they'll really like them. So. Oh, there was something I wanted to say. Uh, but, oh, yeah, you say you have been focusing on building your email list, but I'm going to counter that and say you have because when you are selling these planners, you are building your email list that way. That's true. Like, right. Yeah. And a lot, I yeah. actually had, so I'm, I've been really terrible with the whole uh, emailing thing. I really have. Um, <laughs> but I, so I don't check my, I mean, I check my email when people email me, but I don't yeah. check, like, you know, my MailChimp that I use the list. And I was actually surprised how many people I had on my list. Um, and so I'm going to start trying to do that more intentionally. And, yeah. um, and that's like an interesting thing too, of like balancing, like where you share things like on Instagram versus like, you know, email because blog I have, or email. Yeah. yeah. Which I don't have a blog yet, but. So, um, just random plug here, um, <laughs> in a couple of weeks in 360, our next, like one of our next expert guys is Jonathan Chan, who is the guy that had he basically helped build founder.com up from just Nathan Chan right up to the content empire that he has. And we're going to be focusing on uh, creating a content strategy for new brands and how to actually balance that. So, um, cause I know you have a couple of really good ideas like customer spotlights and stuff like that. Um, but how to actually take your ideas into a real content plan. So we're going to be covering that in a couple of weeks. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like, I mean, content's always good, but I do feel like people are like, oh, you have to have like this and this and this, and you have to be like, you know, hitting it on like every single like no, social. No, no. And it's like, which yeah. I don't agree with. I don't even think I could do. But yeah, so that's something too, just like giving, because people do want more and they want more context for things. And like I said, like a lot of like the feedback that I got from people was just like, oh, I'd love to learn more about you or like, oh, I'd like to share about how I like use this. Maybe somebody else would want to use it like this. And so, yeah. and it's something really that like, I feel it is kind of like personal thing, like, you know, making goals for yourself and like, however you choose to use a planner. But, um, I think that 
also a lot of people, the type of people that would use this planner and anyone really in general, but like if you're working towards something and especially if it's something that's like big or you've never done before or a little bit different, or like you may be like me, I live in a small town. So there's, you know, not a lot of people doing the same thing I am, that it can be really helpful to have like support and an opportunity to like talk to other people or at least see what other people are doing. Cause I know mm-hmm. that that was helpful for me. And so like, that's something that I would like to do more of is like provide a space for that. And I think people are really willing to do that if they have the opportunity, because a lot of people, like I said, like unsolicited, like messages of like, Oh, someone might like this, like just wanted to share. Yeah. Awesome. So I want to be able to like, actually, you know, put that in a place that like can make it helpful to people. So for sure. And I guess I brought the content thing because when you said, quote, I'm bad at emailing, I look at, (laughs) (laughs) why people struggle to email their list frequently because you don't know what to write about. So bringing Jonathan in is a chance for us to help you figure out what the conversation is you want to have with your audience and what that content looks like. Because it is important, but we get stuck on what should I write about first? I, maybe this idea sucks. People don't want it. Like, yeah. And you always hear that too, like people, I mean, what I've noticed talking to people that also are the same as me that don't email a lot. um, And I did like, you know, I wanted to just email if there was something important to share. Like I just didn't want it to be like every week I have to like pretend I have something interesting to say. And so, but I do think also I suffer from the same thing a lot of people do, which is like, oh, I don't want to annoy people. And so I'm always surprised when people say that they want like more things because I'm like, oh, like I'm not like. (laughs) If you give them relevant content that they look forward to, they want to hear from you more often. Yeah. And it's true. Like the same for me, like there's certain uh, newsletters and there isn't one like specific, you know, like if they do it daily or they do it just whenever like something comes up, but like there are just certain people that because like I like what they do, like I'll always read it. Or like the same thing with Instagram, like I'll find myself watching watching these somebody story every day and really and really just watch I watch these every day. Like what are they doing? It's just something I appreciate what they do. So I just watch what they do every day. <laughs> it's not like specific, like an educational thing. It's really just like a peek into their life, which is what I found was like interesting because it's just like a lot of what people put out there, they think it has to be like educational or actionable content. Yeah. Always hear. And so I was like, well, I don't have anything actionable, I guess. <laughs> and so then I don't say anything, but really the people that I um, like to see what they're doing, they're kind of just talking about what they're doing with their lives or ideas that they have. Yeah. And so. Or like how to use your product or yeah. who knows, right? There's so, so much you could do. Um, but it's easy for me to come into your business and say that but when you're on the inside, you don't necessarily know what that is. So, um, yeah, definitely. Cool. Well, this has been awesome. Uh, remember guys, if you want to learn more, go to madnessplanner.com or at madnessplanner on Instagram. Uh, she puts out some really good content. So be sure to, even though she'll say she doesn't, but um, (laughs) just go check that out. But yeah, it's been amazing having you on the show. Thanks so much for like coming in and, uh, riffing with me for a bit, I guess is the word. Riffing. That's a good one. Yeah. We'll do riff. Um, but guys, if you are listening to this and you are planning a crowdfunding campaign or a product launch in general, go to crowdfundinguncut.com. We have a free um, launch calendar and field guide that will help um, give you some direction on your launch. And if you're looking for more high-level support like what Jocelyn's getting, um, you can check out 360 um, and apply uh, and learn more information there. So apart from that, we'll wrap this up and I'll talk to you guys soon.
Are you launching a product on either Kickstarter or Shopify and you're feeling completely overwhelmed with the process? Hi there, my name is Kirsten, the CEO of Launch and Scale. To date, we've helped several online sellers sell millions of dollars online and scale their business from zero to seven figures by focusing on building an audience of fans that will actually convert into paying customers. If you're serious about building a seven-figure e-commerce brand with less time and less risk, you should check out our product launch pad. PLP is a proven accelerator that takes you step-by-step -step through the process of launching and scaling your product brand. Brands like The Monk Manual, Aberlite, Series Chill, Jamstack, and several others were all launched using our product launch pad. So if you'd like to be our next success story, go to launchandscale.co slash PLP to learn more. And for a limited time, we're offering a seven-day trial of the product launch pad for only $1. Again, go to launchandscale.co slash PLP to learn more.